0: Welcome back to Radio Islam. This is your host, Tariq el and we're broadcasting on WCEV 1450 AM, streaming at WCEV1450.com. Now, if you are just tuning in for the first time, keep up with us on social media by following and liking our pages. Uh, you will find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Radio Islam USA. That's at Radio Islam USA. And also take a moment to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get yours at. You might not be able to catch the live broadcast, but you can always go back to Apple Podcasts, um, SoundCloud, Google Play. Tune in any platform. You'll find us at Radio Islam USA. All right, Radio Islam family. um, We've been having quite a bit of conversation. Uh, We've been hearing on just just about every platform. Uh, every media outlet that has been talking about the 11 individuals who were uh, who were killed and uh, just in a, a terrible act of hatred um, at the tree of life synagogue in Pittsburgh and uh, and rightfully so um, to have that type of encroachment take place in a house of worship a place of safety and security is something that should strike us all and it is brought uh, attention! tension um once again rightfully so towards the anti-semitic sentiment that has uh, raised its head up and uh, and struck out you know at these uh, at these 11 individuals so we pray for their families and uh, for their communities uh, as they work their way through this in addition to that uh there was the uh, there was the attack uh, not just the, the attack but the uh, once again the killing of two uh elder Uh, African-Americans in Kentucky uh, at a Kroger grocery store. Uh, I think it was outside of the grocery store uh, by uh, by a white supremacist. And though that has not gotten the same amount of uh, the same amount of media attention, uh, certainly I I don't think it's gotten the same amount of response with regard to um, the, the outpouring of uh, financial support, or even in terms of uh, whether it be, you know, vigils or anything like that. Um, but it is something that has definitely struck a chord with those of us who are paying attention to this ever present sentiment of anti-black racism uh, that exists in our country. Okay. So I have two individuals that are joining us on the line uh, to talk about the, the, the killings of Vicki Jones and Maurice Stallard. Uh, as I said, who were intentionally targeted and shot simply because they were African-American. And we have joining us on the line Donna Austin, an anthropologist, writer, and activist. Her body of work focuses on race, ethnicity, gender, religion, media representation, and Islam in America. And her work has been covered by national news outlets, including NBC News and the Huffington Post, to name a few. Uh, And we also have joining us Asha Noor, who is a longtime racial justice and human rights advocate uh, she currently serves as the programming and outreach director at CARE Michigan for Safe Spaces, and she's worked both domestically and abroad in conflict zones with marginalized communities, including women, Afro-Indigenous groups, refugees, religious minorities, and trauma victims. We welcome them both to Radio Islam. Assalamu alaikum. Alaykum,
1: alaykum as-salam.
0: So thank you both for uh, taking the time to talk to us about a well, a few different things. One, we definitely want to talk about this. Uh, There is a a launch good campaign that is uh, that that has been uh, shared with the uh, with the public in order to support the victims and their families and also just about anti black sentiment uh, in general. Uh, And then also we'll save the we'll save the the the, the, the big thing uh, for last. And that is an event that's taking place. Um, this Friday, which is, uh, which folks are definitely going to pay attention and listen throughout the course of this conversation to get more information about, uh, can we first start with the, with the, 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 launch good, or even before that, could you first share your, your immediate reactions when you first learned about, uh, the killing of these two, uh, senior individuals? Um, if I could start with you, uh, Donna. Uh
2: um, well, I mean, it's been a rough. Couple of years, <laughs> um, unfortunately, um, you know, crimes of this sort have increased in frequency. Or I mean, or you know, certainly, um, you know, with you know the political climate, you know, the, the last presidential election and everything that's kind of come after it. Right? It's just been a constant barrage. It seems like of increasing uh, incidents of this type, where you know you have you know, people targeted for violence on the basis of their identity. I mean, this is something as an African-American, I'm age-wise, I'm a post-civil rights baby. Um, and, And certainly hate crimes of this sort were not unheard of during my lifetime, but, you know, but they definitely hearken back to my parents' era um, where these sorts of things, I mean, we grew up hearing stories of, of this type of, you know, blatant violence, right, against uh, people, uh, uh, people uh, against black people. And it's, it's kind of disheartening to kind of see it return um, in this way. And I know when I, you know, the, the news cycle last week was already particularly jam-packed. I mean, you had the, the bombings where you had these packages mailed to all of these different um, personalities. Uh, media outlets, politicians, etc. You had the killing uh, in the synagogue in Pittsburgh that you mentioned in your introduction, which I know for me was was it hit me. You know, in addition to just the sheer tragedy of it, hit me personally because I grew up very close to that synagogue. I didn't. I grew up not far from there in the a neighborhood that's basically adjacent to uh, where that synagogue is located. So that tragedy hit me personally, and then you have. You know, as a black person, to hear that this incident happened, you know, this individual um, tried initially to uh, enter a black church, and we can only presume, given what the eventual outcome was, that his intentions for what for the people that he was hoping to meet inside that church were murderous. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, you know, because the doors were locked, and there actually were people inside. I mean, I don't know how many news outlets are reporting that he he actually there were people inside um, and so by the way their lives were spared but then he goes to a nearby grocery store and just you know two random black people who are who are there shopping i mean the gentleman maurice stoller who was uh, shot inside the store as i understand it was shopping with his grandson his grandson watched his grandfather being shot you know, I mean, and I mean, it's interesting because some of the news reports are saying that the boy, you know, was unharmed. And it's like he was unshot, but he's probably not unharmed because, right. he, you know, of what he just saw. Um, and then he goes out into the parking lot and shoots Vicki Jones, you know, as she's, you know, I don't know, maybe getting into her car, I'm not really sure. But it's just it's very chilling, like, you know, just to just to think about. The possibility that you might be going about your day, you know, buying groceries or, you know, shopping with your grandson for supplies for a school project, and you might not come back yeah. um, just because somebody decides that people who look like you don't deserve to live. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's just the words to describe the feeling that I, you know, that I, that I have all of the different feelings that are kind of going through my head in the last several days, in the last week or so, it's just not sufficient because it's just the world sh- should not be like this, but unfortunately, all too often it is.
1: Mm. Asha, you know, I have to share a lot of um, some of the same sentiments that uh, Donna shared. You know, it's been a really rough couple of years as well as uh, <clears throat> a really rough week with you know all of the violence that's been happening around the country and the hate crime you know it just like really reinforces the socio-political climate that we're in um, you know there is definitely an insecurity and ontological insecurity that comes up when you see these sort of um, acts of violence uh, against people who looks like you, right? So, you know, when you're going about your daily life, you're thinking in the back of your head, you know, can something like this happen to me? Um, and so just seeing what happened uh, to Vicki Jones and Maurice Dollard um, and just to see their life taken with such hatred um, was absolutely heartbreaking. You know, it's something that just makes you stop in your tracks and really think about you know the situation in this country today um, and the fact that so many interventions have happened and will probably continue to happen um, unfortunately without significant change right like I remember as a child you know hearing about um, Amadou Diallo and so many others Mm -hmm. um, and thinking you know why is this happening in my childhood? Like, you know, we're in, you know, we're in the '90s. We're in the supposed like post-racial uh, time period. I mean, we all know this to not be the case. But you know, as a young girl, you know, thinking like, why is you know this sort of violence happening against people who look like me, black Muslims, those who are from other marginalized groups, um, and really just growing into this. Um, period of my life as an adult and having to work around these issues and to think critically about ways we can work towards a meaningful transformation. So I think every time an instance like this happens, it really just shocks you to your core and makes you really evaluate, you know, the direction of this country and what will it take for us to be able to actually address these issues in a way that's sustainable, in a way that actually has results
0: hmm. um do you think that there is a uh that there's a notable difference in terms of the uh there seems there there is a a uniform social condemnation of antiSemitism uh and their organizations you know if we're talking about a d f um that i think would lead the the charge on that you know and in, in looking for people who are uh either they're you know if they're uh espousing anti-Semitic rhetoric, or, uh, you know, if they've done something that, uh, gets them on the, on the radar, uh, where you have that organization and others that will take folks to task. And it's pretty much a, uh, it is pretty much, I think, a universal, uh, societal condemnation that, that comes across. And of course those folks, uh, white supremacists, uh, those who share that type of ideology would fall outside of that. But in general, there's universal condemnation. Do you find that there is that, that type of condemnation is lacking when it comes to the lives of, uh, of of black people?
2: I mean, I honestly I it's there's I think people say the right things in in polite company, you know, about these issues, but I think for me the proof is in the pudding. The story has not been um carried uh, with the same uh, in level of intensity throughout mainstream news media um, as some of the other stories that took place last week and <clears throat> that's um, unfortunately um, you know I mean and it's not for me it's not about kind of this you know you know like oppression Olympics that my tragedy is more important than yours right. but if we're if we're if we're if we're serious about the fact that um, that that every life taken, particularly every life taken for these types of reasons, um, is an absolutely um, you know inviolable like that's a line that we should not be crossing. Then what's the why what, why what the discrepancy between? the amount of attention that we're giving to these two tragedies that happen within the same temporal proximity. You know, they're very, uh, you know, they're very close to each other in terms of when they happen. Mm -hmm. Clearly the reasons why um, these two tragedies occurred um, are comparable, right? So we, so conceptually we should be able to understand them as, you know, two branches of the same poison tree. So what's the difference here um, in terms of, the, you know, the import that we might attach to one over the other? There shouldn't be, right? But, but it seems like there is, um, at least for some people. And so it's, it's, that's infuriating on some level, right? Because we should be, you know, every life taken unjustly should be um, as outrageous as the next. Period. Mm -hmm. Right. That's like, that's, you know, if it's intolerable, it's intolerable. Right. So, so, so sometimes it's not what we say, but it's what we don't say. Right. Um, That actually tells us where our priorities are.
0: Mm. Did you have anything uh, to add to that Asha?
1: Yeah. I mean, I would just, you know, agree with Donna again. I think that, you know, even though people may have a certain rhetoric that, you know, you know, certain things are unacceptable, like anti-blackness is unacceptable, homophobia is unacceptable, so on and so forth, we still see the ways in which people react to certain instances or not react at all. Um, I remember I, just recently I was sharing this story with, you know, um, a few folks to try and really get the word out for, you know, this launch good, to be able to support this family. And, and many people who are typically plugged in were like, wow, I didn't even see this. Um, and so I think that the media plays a you know, really big part in this. Our own community plays a really big part in this. Um, and I think that collectively um, there isn't that same sort of urgency and, and value associated when a black life is lost. Um, you know, the dehumanization is just so salient that it's just another day in the news instead of, you know, pausing and really thinking about, you know, this person's life or these people's lives um, and, and what it means to be, to be killed unjustly. Um, and so I think that just the lack of response um, or the lack of urgency around this is very touching um, and very clear indicator of, of anti-Blackness in and of itself.
0: Mm. You know, um, and I would add just in, in terms of the media response, uh, there was a an Indonesian uh, a flight that went down and I think it was nearly 200 people uh, were killed. And the not just the media coverage, but the intensity of the media coverage. We're talking about brown people. Right. The intensity of that media coverage was very different. Than the coverage uh, that we would expect uh, or have seen when uh, when we're not dealing with brown people uh, and dealing with uh, planes going down. Uh, so yes, yes, a- absolutely. There's a there's a uh, a noticeable difference. Um, and I don't want to take us too far off track. Uh, can you tell us, uh, Donna, how this particular launch good um, came about?
2: Well, I mean. Some informal conversations um amongst uh, you know uh, amongst muslims uh, came together and 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 ended in a you know, came together to instill a formalized effort so and I, so on the one hand like i this is that disparity that we just talked about, like okay, wow, you know we saw that. Not only was media attention, but there was also a fundraising effort that was um launched to support the victims of the Cynodals, uh murders and I saw like I know I was having a conversation with Asha and some other uh, individuals kind of off you know just off the cuff, like well wait, like can we do something right to also provide the same type of support for the victims of the Kentucky shoot because like nobody's thinking that these people might need help, or they might need, you know, they might have expenses. They might need need some support in dealing with this, you know, really, really terrible tragedy that is, has suddenly stricken their families. And so, you know, with you know so that conversation combined with some other folks who were having, I guess, similar conversations <laughs> separately, we connected. Um, and then the effort was launched within a few hours, basically, um, of this, you know, combined, ad, you know, ad hoc group of Muslim both organizations and individuals, who, you know, just decided we're going to go out and we're going to try and do something um, definitive and, and tangible to provide a measure of comfort or support. Um, for the vic- for the victims' families in this particular in this particular case, not only does it it helps them, you know, deal logistically with everything that they have to deal with as a result of this tragedy, but in my mind, it also um, amplifies, right? It brings public awareness to um, to to what happened, right? It lifts the name of these victims up. It lets people know who, um, when we're talking about and when we're remembering people's lives who were taken, unjust, taken unjustly due to hate, right? We, we need to recite the names of Vicki Jones and Maurice Ballard as well, yeah. right? Because these people were slain for same sets of reasons. So we don't want these people to slip into the cracks of obscurity, right? Because they deserve better than that. Um, and so that's kind of how it came about. It was just really like, you know, some frustration um, about you know, the lack of urgency, as, as Asha mentioned, right, with regard to this case, right? Um, and, a, you know, and a desire to do something tangible to, to try and remedy, remedy that in whatever small way that we could.
0: Mm. Uh, one thing that I really appreciate about seeing this, uh, this particular launch good, this effort, is it, it is the uh, intersection of, of, of Blackness uh, the, 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 that identity and the Muslim identity, because neither of these individuals were Muslim. Correct.
2: Not as far as I know. Okay.
0: Yeah. yeah. So we don't, we don't want to start speculating, but, um, but, but I also, (laughs) (laughs) but I also, Oh, excuse me. I appreciate the responses coming from, um, from two organizations in particular that are, uh, that are either African American uh, uh, based, uh, centered, or led. Uh, that being uh, Muslim Ark and Mus- uh, the Muslim Wellness Foundation. I've heard of the. Um, I've heard of Celebrate Mercy. As a matter of fact, I've really just became acquainted with them after their public uh, fundraising for the uh, for the victims of the Tree of Life um, uh, uh, murders. But do you notice uh, or do you feel like that that, that it is an important um, connection uh, that is taking place there between these three particular organizations? I'm assuming that the Celebrate Mercy is not. Uh, no, it is, it is not an African-American organization, correct?
1: Yeah, it's not. It's not led by an African-American. I believe it's led by Tariq, um, who is not African-American mm-hmm. um, or black he's an egyptian american um, okay yeah he's egyptian american um but you know he does a lot of work around um raising funds for you know sad you know tragic situations like this um and he was one of the folks who um spearheaded the fundraising for pittsburgh um and he's one of the folks that was looped in originally um to to be able to raise money for the families of uh, maurice and um and of, of, of Vicky. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so I think that, you know, I can't really speak too much for, you know, the the, the coalition in terms of the organizations and, and what their work will look like in the future, but I do know that, you know, in this particular time of need, you know, these organizations um, and individuals um, were able to come together and be able to, you know, raise funds for um, these families and, and try to think critically and think long-term Um, you know, what it means to come together as a Muslim community um, and address issues of, you know, anti-Black violence, so on and so forth, and even address internally, you know, some of our own um, bias. Um, So we've, you know, definitely at least started some conversations um, and, you know, at the end of the day, kind of just really focused on what was important, and that was supporting these two families um, in their time of need.
0: Mm. Yeah, well, I think that's that's a wonderful start and a wonderful uh, model, because oftentimes in, in personal conversations I've had with people, uh, sometimes uh, uh, African-American Muslims do not feel that that part, the African-American part uh, of, of their existence, their reality, is recognized uh, by non-African-American uh, Muslims. And I think this type of a coordinated response, uh, cooperative response. It, it, I think it goes a long way for awareness and sensitivity, uh, moving forward. So I think it's a, it's a really wonderful thing.
2: And if I can add to that very quickly, I think it's also important to point out, I mean, in addition to just whatever we might feel as human beings, right, regardless of faith affiliation or none, Mm -hmm. um, when somebody's life is taken in such a tragic manner, um, I mean, most of us, most African-American Muslims, um, one, know what it's like to be targeted for our blackness. We also know what it's like to be targeted on the basis of our faith identity, because many of our mosques have been vulnerable in the same sorts of way, but we're also connected um, and descended from people who, who survived church bombings or maybe didn't survive church bombings. I mean, I know, like, you know, my relatives are, are Christians, right, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, and have active memories of, of churches being terrorized, right, as a part of, you know, a, a a, as a part of a, an array of tactics used by white supremacists historically to, and, you know, to, to terror, you know, to do these types, you know, commit these types of violence and, do, and commit terror in our communities. So like, we're not
1: estranged
2: from that, regardless of what our immediate faith label is. Right. Because these, you know, this is, these are, these are stories that we've grown up hearing in our families. right? Right. And we, you know, we, and we're still connected to that in that way. So, you know, just this, I mean, for me, like, like I was alluding to earlier, I mean, this whole week has been a complete, you know, I mean, I feel like every these tragedies hit me in every possible way. Tree of Life is a couple of miles from where I grew up. I I understand being targeted for the basis of your faith because I'm a Muslim, but also because my, you know, because my Christian background, Mm -hmm. you know, includes that as well. And that's certainly my family is still vulnerable to those types of things because many of them still attend black churches, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I mean, it's, you know, and then you have this other tragedy in Kentucky, which involved the black church that didn't materialize. Right. But, you know, but it's like all of that is there. Right. And so every part of the trad, the collection of tragedies that happened in the past week have hit me personally in some sort of way.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, before I go on, I want to make sure Asha, did you have anything you wanted to add?
1: No, I think Donna hit that one.
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> So uh, so the, the launch good, how long is the launch good going, going to be uh, active?
2: Um, well, we're, you know, we're still uh, we, 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 when it was launched within a matter of 24 hours we had already reached the goal that we set so we've, um, we've upped the goal um, so people can still contribute if they are able. <clears throat> um, so we're trying to make um, whatever um, amount of you know, money that we're able to material support that we're able to provide for these families as much as possible. So we're 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 expanding along with people's generosity as the word gets out because people have been giving at a really exponential rate. So we're we're really thrilled about that. Um, so it's only been active since was that yesterday, Asha? Was that yesterday mm-hmm. or two days ago? Yeah, it was launched. Yeah, yes. it, it was launched yesterday. yesterday. So wow. I mean, and 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 so uh, if within. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. So we're we're shooting for fifty thousand at the moment. As of, as of a couple of hours ago, we may have already hit fifty thousand as I speak, Cause I haven't looked at the, haven't looked in a couple of hours. But yeah, I mean, it's growing. So we want to make sure that whatever support we're able to,
1: to, I believe it was Monday.
2: Yeah, it was my like, okay. Yeah. So day before yesterday. before yesterday. Yeah, day before yesterday. Okay. Um. So like, uh, yeah. So I mean, we're we're pleased with the response. Um, uh, you know, but we, we want to make whatever we give to these, you know, these families as substantial as possible. So, um, yeah, we're still going, we're still collecting money.
0: Well, I think that it's, uh, once again, I think it's tremendously important that number one, it doesn't say African-American Muslims united for Kentucky hate, uh, a united, you know, for Kentucky hate victims, it says Muslims period and i think that is a very important stance not just from an optical standpoint but from a just from a from a position of the Ummah in general to be once again i, I say uh, to become more deeply sensitized and aware of the impact of the um of of, of anti-black racism and the, the effects that it has on the african-american community uh many of which or some of which are muslims you know like like you uh donna most of the majority of my family are christian uh But still, you know, it's it's being pulled in a multitude of uh, uh, directions depending on on what's going on. Um, So I guess I guess a part of that is where we find ourselves constantly reaching out. You know, um, and I posted on this about African-Americans being the moral conscience, um, uh, you know, of the United States, where we are constantly ready to uh, support. Uh, ready to stand up for for any marginalized group. Um, but I'm I'm really glad once again to see that Muslims are taking an active role uh, on behalf of these folks who are not getting the media attention uh, that they should. So uh, Radio Islam Family, if you want to support, you can go to uh, launchgood.com uh, forward slash project forward slash Muslims. Okay, I'm not going to give you all that. Just go to LaunchGood. You can look up uh, Muslims United for Kentucky hate victims and, uh, and and show your support, show your financial support there.
2: It's, it's actually really quick. It's launchgood.com forward slash Kentucky. That's the, oh, that's oh, that's the URL
1: for the campaign. Oh, okay. That, 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 that And please, that's cool. you know, share as well, share widely. You know, one of the the most important goal, obviously, is to be able to financially support this family in their time of need, but also to get their story out there. Um, You know, like Donna said, to have their names remembered for what they went through. And so I think it's important to not only donate, but to share and and to continue to talk about this.
0: Mm, Absolutely. And I think that's going to be the, that'll, that'll take a conscious and concerted effort uh, because we do tend to allow things to kind of drift off uh, in our memory. So, yeah, we definitely want to keep talking about it uh, and keep it out there. So what else? So I know I mentioned also that uh, Friday that there is something. So this is where you put your ears on uh, Radio Islam fam. Um, there is a conference call that's taking place now. Who wants to take that and let the uh, Radio Islam, uh listeners know exactly what's going on with that?
1: Um, I can talk. Uh, yeah, I can talk about it. Um, so there will be a nationwide multi-phase call-in uh, to call out hate, and like you said, it's going to be this Friday, November second, from six to seven p.m. Eastern. Um, it's being hosted by um, Muslim Anti-Racism Collaborative, um, and you know some of the folks who have been working on this launch good are also going to be panelists. Um, you know, we'll have Allison Kizia, um, Arjun Fethi, uh Camilla Rashad with Muslim Wellness Foundation, and the moderator is going to be Marguerite Hill from uh, Muslim Anti-Racism Collaborative. Um, you can find out all the information on um, Muslim Art's social media. But um, to RSVP, it's just uh, members.muslimart.org um, slash multi Mm-hmm. Um, and you can be able to get the dial-in information, again, just going on any of their social media platforms uh, for Muslim Arts, you'll be able to find details to RSVP and uh, join the call.
0: Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So, this Friday, uh, what time again? 6? Six?
1: Uh, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern.
0: Okay. Got to do the converter real quick. So, for those of you, uh, you <laughs> central folks, <laughs> That's 5 p.m. 5 p.m. Central. Yes. Yes. 5 p.m. Central. Okay.
1: Yes. I forget there are other time zones and other yeah. people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good. Good stuff. Good stuff. So um, uh, we're looking forward to cause I'm because I'm assuming that after the call that there are going to be uh, some action items and that there's going to be some some more. Uh, there's going to be more for us to look for after that.
2: No, for sure, I mean, for sure, I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: No, no, go
2: ahead, go ahead. No, I mean, for sure, I mean, these types of, I mean, these issues are um, issues that endure beyond the news cycle, so we want to make sure that, um, you know, people, wherever you come in, at whatever point you come in, there's always work to be done, so, you know, yeah, definitely, let's carry the conversation forward from here.
0: Okay uh donna asha i appreciate you both taking the time to uh to talk with radio islam and uh and just you know continue continue doing the excellent work that you both are doing so thank you once again
2: thank you for
0: hosting us all right radio islam family we thank you for tuning in we have come to the conclusion of our program uh, we thank our engineers over at WCEV for making sure we come through loud and clear. I'm your host and producer, Tariq Alamine. Our executive producer is Abdul Malik Mujahid, and we remind you that the views expressed by the host and or guest are theirs and not to be taken as a representation of the Sound Vision Foundation. And with that, I leave you as I greeted you. As-salamu alaykum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you.
3: The next book, the Paddy Boston, 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 the Pad 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 Boston, the P